And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode 159 today. Um, this is a week three recap and a week four preview, um, almost midway through the season, seeing some teams um, start to take form, other teams still trying to kind of figure it out. Um, but I like kind of what the direction of most teams are heading. I don't know if any teams are really heading like necessarily on a downslope right now. I think majority of the teams are at least trying to uh, build some cohesiveness. But uh, that's my little tidbit alongside Tommy Savara. Tommy, how you doing tonight? Good. 11 o'clock start. Not terrible. Coming off the game-winning softball two-RBI single. Not, not terrible when you got to wake up 5 o'clock. No, not terrible. Work. I'm up, yeah, I'm up at like <laughs> 7. Yeah, got, you got a couple hours on me for sure. But we'll get, let's get right started. We got nothing to talk. We got everything to talk about. Week 3 recap, week 4 preview. Uh, anything to add before we get started? Uh, too many uh, teams without a win. Not, Three teams still yeah, win. Not cool with that. Not cool with that. Um, I do think that... A couple of them are like on the verge. They've been close in games. The Chargers have had two close losses. The Eagles have played the three top teams in the league, according to the standings at the moment. Um, and the Ravens haven't really figured it out yet. Um, I think Eddie Guzman does return this week, which is a good sign for them. Get their quarterback back. Um, let's hope they have a practice sometime. Yeah, let's hope, let's hope so. Uh, I talked to some of the guys this week. I think they understand more now what the league is really about, and I think they're going to show up with a potentially different energy this week. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. All right, let's get started. First game of week three was Joe Pip and the Philadelphia Eagles against the Cowboys of Dallas, led by Justin Ferrara in this game. Um, we both picked the Cowboys in this one. Cowboys came out 3-0, kind of flexed their muscles on a team that was 0-2, played two of the top teams in the league, like we said earlier, um, and they were just a little too much offensively. Justin was able to move from the defensive lineman in the backfield, make things difficult, and put a lot of pressure on the Eagles secondary, forcing the guard for seven, eight, nine seconds on some plays. Um, and when Justin's making guys miss in the backfield and throwing the ball down the field the way he's been throwing it, they're a hard offense to stop. Yeah, it's you know I I don't think this game was ever in question. I think no, that, you know they were in control of it. Uh, the Cowboys, uh, the Eagles are not your typical zero three team. They're much better than that. I, I look up and down that roster. There's so many good players there. I'm not going to single out one player and say this is the difference. <laughs> but, no, uh, listen. I think everyone knows it. You, you don't have to sugarcoat it. Pip 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 hasn't played great at quarterback. Had he hasn't put enough pressure on the defense to um like guard the pass and the run equally people know he wants to get out and run they he's been doing it for two seasons now at quarterback i think the move is to put tommy glante at quarterback i know tommy had an injured hand so he wasn't able to play the was last two weeks hand or yeah his throwing one of the fingers on his throwing on his throwing hand is broken i think he's coming back if not this week to play quarterback potentially next week um but i think that's just the better uh, option I think it changes the dynamic of that team i think that makes him no offense. Again, you're moving Pitt from quarterback to receiver, which we already know he's one of the best receivers to ever play in this league. 100%. And Tommy's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play in this league. It'll, it'll just, you know, I think it gives them the boost that they need. It, that team is too good. Too good. Yeah. Not, not to be performing. And listen, I the stats, they gained 180 yards uh, in the air and on the ground combined. It just was a little too little too late. They were down 27 to 6. They were down 15 to 6 after they scored their first touchdown. But then the Cowboys come right back and score and make it 21 yeah. to 6 and then add on 27 to 6. So you really like, there was a moment in this game where maybe you thought if the Eagles could get a stop, maybe turn them over, get a quick score, they'd be able to stay in it. But the Cowboys offense and their defense, honestly, holding them to 12 points and 12 and it, it really wasn't. I was talking to some of the Cowboys after the game. They knew that, you know, 
he's going to dink and dunk his way down the field. 100%. So, you know, they play their defense accordingly. And then, you know, we were talking about this too. Uh, first half, the Cowboys throw a two-man rush at him, and he doesn't sit in the pocket. He keeps rolling Jerry, out. happy feet. Yeah, he rolls into the pressure. Why do that? Why limit yourself to half the field when you roll out? Stay in the pocket, which he did in the second half. I thought maybe someone talked to him. I thought maybe you talked to him. I, I just told him. All I yelled to him was, make your move and go. Don't leave the pocket and then look to throw again. That's not that's not your right, game. Right. Your game is you're fast, you're 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 athletic, you can make guys miss an open field. So do that. Make your cut out of the backfield. I mean, make your cut out of the pocket and go. Just be decisive. I think he was more decisive in the second half, which why, especially when they went hurry up to start the second half, it worked um initially. But the Cowboys are a really strong team. I want to talk about the Cowboys because they're the winners in this game. Um, I think that they have one of the most explosive offenses potentially. I don't want to say like league history, but just the weapons they have around a dynamic quarterback like Justin, it just gives defenses so, put so much pressure on defenses to be so good on both ends in the secondary and on the defensive line. You have to do a job of keeping Justin in the uh, in the pocket, and then you have to do a good job of guarding Augie, Piscopo, Bolin, Spo. Like they just it's, got a lot of it's weapons. The, it's the best wide receiver core in the league, I think. It might be. They have so many interchangeable parts. I mean. You know, one guy goes down, and the next guy steps up. A quarterback goes down. You got another multiple quarterback. quarterbacks. I didn't even say Soap. Soap's another great weapon you know on what? this team. He's my vote for comeback player of the year already. Okay. Uh, he was he's unbelievable last year. He's playing above great. I mean, Stepping up on defense we, in a we, big way. We know too. he's been MVP this league before, but not playing in a quarterback role and playing the way he is, he's, he's really stepped up for this team. Yeah, I think it definitely changes your mindset when you're not playing quarterback. You're able to just focus on the role that you're assigned in that game, which for him is just being a ball-hawking DB and then being either a lineman or a fourth receiver yeah. so I think Sobes like you said has been a great part to this team but honestly man Justin did we I didn't expect much different I knew he would use his athleticism to get openings in the backfield and I knew he had a really strong arm it just came down to could he be accurate and can he throw in the run well well we've seen it through four weeks he can or three weeks four games he can do it at a pretty high level um he was he was dynamic in this game and the slow D line of Hughes, Domicelli's, Giroux, it just wasn't really able to cause enough pressure. Listen, they brought Pippen at one point and that worked a little they, bit. They had him but, moving. There were times where he was scrambling side to side. Yeah. You know, he was running forty yards on, on a pass play. Hundred percent. And but you know, credit to his receivers, they're getting open for him and he's finding them. You know, the back of the end zone, yeah. side of the end zone. I mean, I mean, there were some extra points where he was actually throwing from midfield. Yeah. No. Literally. Um, He's just he's creating time, and when you create time for those receivers, it's probably going to be a tough day for your defense. Um, Cowboys win 27-12. Cowboys f um, jump to 4-0, stay in first place in the league, and the Eagles fall to 0-3. But they did play the Raiders, the Patriots, and the Cowboys, so I'm not worried about them. I think they're the best of the three 0-0 teams, and I think they're better than some 1-win teams as well. Cowboys stats, Justin, 12 of 20, 110 yards, four touchdowns and a pick, two carries, 31 yards, five tackles defensively. Spo, two catches, 47 yards and a touchdown, one pass breakup. Steve Bowen, three catches, 21 yards and a touchdown. Piscopo, two catches, 23 yards, two sacks. Augie, three catches, 13 yards, two touchdowns. The, the mic'd up Augie. The, the mic'd up Augie, which we will be, um, if you're listening to this on Friday, I imagine, we will be releasing that footage tomorrow. That should be give give people some good laughs, get some new people mic'd up in the upcoming weeks. Um, Martin Nicholas had a tackle. Sobes, two catches, six yards, also had a, a pass breakup, two interceptions and two tackles. And Brendan Frombach continues to be a good ninth round pick, pass breakup and interception as well. For the Eagles, Pip was 15-25, 143 yards, two touchdowns, three picks. 
Seven carries, 40 yards, also four tackles and a sack. Hughes, two for 28. Mark Okoda, four for 46 and a touchdown. He's been the main target for Pip this season. One interception as well. Don Maselli had two catches for 11 yards. Uh, Dins, five catches, 44 yards and a touchdown. Three tackles. He's had a pretty good season so far. Joe Venti, two catches, 14 yards and a pass breakup. All right, next game at 9 o'clock was the Buffalo Bills against the Baltimore Ravens, or should I say what showed up of the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, no Eddie Guzman this week. A couple other guys weren't able to show up until later in the game. Played with a couple subs. Um, some issues have been sorted out with that team. I think they understand now uh, what the league is about and the competitiveness and energy you need to bring week in, week out. Um, gave those guys a, hey, you guys got to step it up or I got to make changes to the team. Hopefully that can t- that uh, that gets them, it whips them into shape. I just want you showing up and being competitive and not trying harder in another game than you are for your own team. Regardless about the game, the Bills dominated from start to finish. IB, Liam, all super locked in. The line blocking their line, giving IB a lot of time to throw on a lot of plays. Um, but you know what? This is what a good quarterback and a good team does to a wounded dog and a wounded animal, a wounded team. And that is what they did. 42 nothing final. Um, IB blew the doors off of them. Uh, Liam had two touchdowns. IB had three touchdowns. Uh, Matt Marola, six sacks. J.K. Will, two, down, two sacks. Slim down, like what, 165, yeah. 170? You can see he's quick off the ball now. He is. He's got um, the strength and the speed now. Yeah, Leo, the domination. Yeah, Leota played quarterback for a lot of this, for at least half this game for the Ravens. I thought he does such a good job of staying in the pocket I love and trying to make, play, yeah. make the throws. Guys really weren't doing a great job getting open, but he was kind of doing what he could. Um, I think he had, a, I think Leota likes the, um, the spot starting. I don't know if he wants to run his own team, but right, he likes right. he likes to come in there, show that he can throw it around a little bit. We all know he can. Um, but he's a gunslinger. Yeah, he's a gunslinger. But you know what? It really wasn't enough. A-Rod and Malozzi show a lot of heart on that team. Austin trying his ass off. Um, but you know what? When the speed guys and your your playmakers don't show up, it, it's tough to win a game. Or I'll even say one further. It's tough to stay competitive in a game. Uh, they weren't able to pull Ivy's flag in the backfield. They were allowing him to... Uh, get second and third opportunities on plays, and Ivy's going to take advantage. Yeah, I had him at plus 50, and I probably would have got that had they not called the game short. Like yes, they did call it probably two minutes ago or something. Yeah, so... <laughs> you probably would have covered minus 50. I, I knew yeah. it was going to be a, a blowout. Yeah, I mean, we both picked the Bills. I don't really have much more to say. Like, the Bills really just, every time offensively, they got everything they wanted. They threw a couple screens to Liam, um, threw a fade to him. DeLon got busy later in the game. But the one thing I'm going to say, I guess I'll give like a... A what's wrong with like uh if I have to nitpick about the Bills because I know they lost to the Patriots and the Raiders the week before but um the one thing I'll say about just seeing the stats is that I, like Liam is doing a lot and Liam did a lot for the TCU team last season but I just think that like you gotta get Copes involved I know Ryan Rochelle didn't play in this game but it's just tough when one guy's getting all the targets so I think it, you got to become a little more diverse offensively I guess I, I'm nitpicking. Uh, you are. To me, it's, you know what, if you can't stop them, throw them the ball. You're not wrong. And, and they're not stopping them. No, they're not. And, and you know me, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, a big on getting the ball to your playmakers. Yeah, and, and Liam's, Liam's a, I presume him to be a preseason MVP. Yeah, well, he added two touchdowns and a pick six in this game. Um, he looks really good out there, comfortable with IB. They have great connection from high school, from now, from bear down, you know. So, um, yeah, Bill's big win. IB plays great. Bounce back week from the doubleheader loss. We don't see Ivy lose one game, let alone two games, very often. So it's nice to see him come back. They have a big game this week against a uh, a quarterback that is uh, 
moving up in the rankings in the league. So we'll see how they bounce back off, uh, continue to build forward with this team. Um, I'll read stats. IB, 9 of 14, 117 yards, two touchdowns, uh, had six carries, 65 yards, three touchdowns. Liam, four catches, 61 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick six. DeLon, three catches, 46 yards, and a pass breakup. Dean had a catch. Copes had a catch. J. Kill Will, two sacks and a safety. Matt Merle was six sacks. And Jeff Graham had one pass breakup. Justin Suarez, two tackles. For the Ravens, Leota was 6-10 for 63 yards. Had a rush for 10 yards. Melozzi had three catches. A-Rod had two for 22 and three tackles. And Ponte had one catch for 14 yards. Honestly, this is one of the worst statutes I've seen in a while. All right, next game, 10-30, uh, was the James Whitcock-led Chargers falling to the Chris Hogreave-led Atlanta Falcons, 20-14. to um, Very, very uh, exciting game late. Was a good game, game. The game was very uh, boring, kind of the first like 35-ish or so minutes, but in the last five minutes of this game, there were a lot of big plays. You had a Randy Myers sack that set up the Chargers to get the ball back. You, oh, you did wrap that, yeah. Um, then the Chargers come down the field. Wickop throws another interception. He had four in this game. I thought Wickop usually did a decent job of not turning the ball over. It usually was just like they weren't able to gain yards this week. Thought he was forcing the ball a little bit. Um, made some iffy decisions. Gave some of his guys 50-50s that didn't come down with it. Um, but yeah, and honestly, then after Wickop turns the ball over, Chris Hogreave can just kind of run out the clock and decides to throw the ball up yeah, in the air. Was... Luckily, gets bailed out by Pat being a sack. Um, he threw an interception on the play. To Surge, yeah, Surge, a new player for the Chargers, subbing for uh, Pete Mancini's after the season with a broken foot. Um, Surge intercepts the ball, but Pat calls the play dead for a sack. Watch the film back. Hogreef kind of got lucky on one. Um, but with that being said, the Chargers had more than enough opportunities to come and get this job done and win this game. Whitcock turns the ball over four times or three times, one on a conversion, I think. It's um, like no one wanted to take charge at the end of the game. No one wanted the game. No one wanted yeah. it. Yeah, it was like which team wanted it. Yeah, like, go out there and seal so the deal. You know, either way, you know, both teams had their chances. And yeah, a um, couple things I'm going to say about this game. For one, um, I was a little surprised the Falcons' defense have been pretty good all season, but then they allowed Whitcop to run, uh, not run, to combine for over 200 combined yards. That's not something that Whitcop has done yet this season. I was a little surprised to see that. Um, and I like that the Falcons' defense at least is turning the ball over and getting short fields for their offense, but they're allowing a lot of yards. So um, against better teams, better teams aren't going to turn the ball over four times in a game. Better quarterbacks aren't going to turn the ball over four times in a game. So definitely want to tighten up and make sure we're not allowing teams to get over the first down. Some of those hit the seven. I'm not going to put all of them on him. Sometimes, you okay. know what, your receivers aren't on the same page with you. Correct. Uh, sometimes they'll come back to the hall and say, listen, I'm, gonna, I'm moving with you. I'm coming towards you, you know, when you roll. Yeah, new guys. And then, you know, then they stay still when he throws the ball and then when you're expecting them to move. So I'm not putting it all on him. But what I don't like and I can't stand, yeah. and, I, and I'll say this league-wide, uh, Take the jump pass out of your, your game. Wickup loves to jump in the I, I mean, last year it, it, was, was, it was Danino. I, I don't think anything good comes of it. I mean, if you're trying to jump over a lineman, I can see that. But if you're rolling and you leave your feet, you, you don't have many options. You don't have many options, and your arm probably gets a little weaker. A little weaker. You're not planting your feet. You're not, you're not getting your arm behind it. I, I just, I'm, I'm not a big fan of it. And, I, you know, if it was me, I, I just lose that in your playbook. Yeah, no, listen, I'm I'm not a big fan of jump throwing. And definitely, I think, it, I think as a quarterback, when you jump up in the air, it almost feels like you have to throw the ball before you land. But in reality, you could just get down and keep running. Yeah. But, um, 
maybe some guy, maybe he's doing it to see over the guy. Regardless, he threw two interceptions um, right to Chris that Chris was able to one pick six and another one just kind of tip it up in the air to himself. Um, That's a good game. A no, good game. It, it, was, it was a good game. That it was, was entertaining. Uh, Frost had the interception? No, that Frost plays. Yeah, I, I, I like... So I'm, I'm I, I want to mention a player in his game. I... I Jaron Ford, Henry, uh, Henry, 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 Henry. I, I yeah, want to yeah. shout out to, to Randy. I thought he played a great game. I was watching. On offensive line, I right? Specifically, yeah, offensive line. He held it down. I heard he was playing 2 9 and, and, and Really, and, and, and on the defensive end, he was doing the job too. Yeah, no, he had a sack in this game. But what I heard what I heard from a lot of people was that Tuna versus Randy was the matchup this week. Yeah. Because Tuna coming off a seven-sack performance. Exactly. Was looking to keep it going. But Randy put him in a box. Uh, held him to zero sacks. I win my bet against Joe Liotta. I took the under <laughs> for Tuna sacks in this game. Um, and, and the Phillips on the other side was doing a great job, too. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the whole line It's was a good team. It's not a bad it's team. It's a very good team. It's just, Whitcock needs to play a little better. He needs to elevate his game. I thought Lebo, Lebo's touchdown was very exciting as well, the long 45-yarder. Oh. Well, let's, yeah. let's, let's talk about that. That was okay. a highlight. No, it was a highlight. There was some was. dip in there, you know, some spins. He is a big man. He's a big man dipper. Loved it. Uh he he he's been he's been really good for them, Lebo. He's block, blocking well. Uh, I just think the team as a whole kind of needs to step it up and play a little better. A lot of these Owen and one one win teams are playing each other this week, so we're gonna see some some, some hopefully very highly competitive games. Um, shout out to Henry who gets the game winning interception for the Atlanta Falcons team. Yeah, yeah. Um, made his first like big contribution on the season for the yeah. team for sure. Uh, I know that Chris was very happy about that. Ford had a PBU. He had an important PBU. Aaron Ford, yeah. Aaron, yeah. Aaron I'm not surprised that he, he's making plays. Um, he's oppressing a lot of guys at the line, just kind of throwing off timing of offenses. Overall, though, very good game. Falcons pick up the win, move to 3-1 and one in the season. They have their biggest test of the season, I believe, next week against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. All right, let's get to the stats. Uh, Hogreef was 16 of 21, 105 yards, one touchdown, no picks, 16 yards rushing, two interceptions on defense, one for a pick six. Leota, six catches, 30 yards, touchdown. Dwan had two catches and a pass breakup. Tuna, one catch for eight yards. Uh, Quentin had one catch for 39 yards, six tackles on defense. Think he needs to touch the ball a little bit more. Aaron Ford had a catch for a conversion, pass breakup, and an interception, as well as two tackles. DeJour had three catches for 14 yards. Chapo had two catches for seven yards. And Henry, like I said, had an interception. Also had a big sack earlier in the game as well. For the Chargers, Whitcop was 12 of 23, 167, one touchdown, four picks, uh, six carries, 43 yards, and a touchdown, had four tackles defensively. Bryce, two catches, 47 yards, and a pass breakup. Um, Serge had a tackle, also had the interception, was called back. DePhillips had four catches, 35 yards, uh, caught two conversions, had six tackles. Lebo, two catches, 52 yards, and a long touchdown. Randy and Josh Shevlin both had a sack each, and Jameer had four catches for 33 yards and four tackles on the game. Next game. Um, this was another, this is a very interesting game. The Dolphins against the Saints. Dolphins pull out a 20 to 14 victory, both 10 o'clock games, 10 30 games, ending in 20 to 14 wins. Um, Right here, I'm just going to say it. Like, it's a good win for the Dolphins. They were able to take care of business against a team that really wasn't there. Um, but let's go. Let's at the same time, you beat a team that had four subs. So um, it's a good win. It's get the offense moving. You scored a couple touchdowns, moved the ball a bunch. Um, but the Saints were playing without a quarterback. That Cam Crooms playing quarterback for them, who I honestly liked. He was very electric um, with the football in his hands. You could tell he needed to get some reps under him through a couple bad interceptions over the middle across his body. Um. 
the Saints, I'm really just going to – I sound like a broken record, but I'm going to pass judgment on them until their guys show up. And I know they're gone this week because they have five football nationals. After this week, they should be all back and playing. Wait, they're not playing this week? No, they all have football nationals. Uh, the Saints are not playing this week. The Saints have a bye. Um, okay. Yeah, they're going to be back, play a couple double headers at the back end of the season. But I'm going to pass judgment on them until Ashante and Sterry and Chris Hunter and Lou are all playing at the same time. We only saw that in week one, and they're 1-0 when all those guys show up. Um, what I will say about this game was that Harnish and Jarwar took this one personally for some reason. They both played phenomenal games. Multiple sacks, safety, protecting Negron, giving him a lot of time to throw. Um, I saw a lot of upbeat personality. Like not upbeat like energy like the, the last two weeks the offense wasn't moving the guys had their heads down not just harnish and draw where i'm saying the whole team um this week though they brought a different energy to the game negron came in with a different energy he was running the ball a lot more confidently and effectively um and it proved to be enough for a win yeah i like that he uses legs this week i mean he's there the kid's an athlete you know take what they give you i'm, I'm all for that um what i things that i didn't like yeah go uh I, I know, listen, if you're the quarterback, you want to take charge in the huddle, you want one voice in the huddle, that's fine. But at some point, you know what, there's some, there's some, there's some help that your players can give you. I, I used to get in the huddle, and I used to like to be the lone voice, but if yeah. there was someone, I'd ask my receiver, what do you see out there? What, you know, what are they doing out yeah, there? 100%. Take that, you know, if you got some constructive criticism from one of your players, listen to it. I mean, it doesn't have to be in a huddle. You want to talk on the sidelines, just, you know, don't... Yeah. You want your players to respect you more than anything. Yeah, I try to talk to my players outside the huddle, not during, yeah. not during it, because I just feel like that's like when my time to talk. But I do agree that constructive criticism from other teammates is always helpful. All right, it's a good win for the Dolphins, but here's the thing: Saints, depleted as they were, they got picked off, I believe, three times inside the five yard line. Correct. Three times. That's yeah, three additional yeah. scores. I think it was no, no, I think it was two, and then one was on a conversion. But still, regardless, okay. time for points. Yeah, and they got three, and they got three gifts. Um, was it Dexter picked off all those passes? Dexter had one, Bartlett had one, and Frankie had one. Yes, that, the defense and Negron had one. Negron had one in the end zone. Dexter won on a conversion, and Bartlett had one at the end of the game to seal it. Credit the defense for stepping up there. Yeah, no, they did. They 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 helped Negron get the first win of the season. I think the first win for quarterbacks is always the hardest to get. Um, now they got that one out of the way. Yeah, let's Hoping, build on that. Let's build on that. I thought Dexter played a really good game, and I thought Harnish played a really Harnish good game. Harnish is great. Jawas great. I mean, it's a good team. It's a good team. The Grunge has to continue to step up and play well. Use your feet. Keep moving, and don't show got up. Got my boy Ballo there playing everywhere. Ballo. Let's uh, let's use Ballo. He's a weapon. Use him. Ballo was blocking, and I like to see that. He he gets in the trenches and he blocks. So I give all the credit yeah, to Ballo. He'll play anywhere. He'll play anywhere on the line in the secondary linebacker. God bless you, Salim. Bless you. Yep, I agree. All right, Dolphins win twenty to fourteen. Saints fall to one and two. Dolphins go to one and two on the season. Negron thirteen of twenty one, one hundred nine yards, one TD, one pick, fifty six rushing yards, two touchdowns. Also had an interception and two tackles defensively. Jarwar two catches, twelve yards. Harnish three catches, twenty eight yards. Had two sacks, one was a safety, and also had a pass breakup. Um, Ace had an interception, and then I don't know if he left the game. He might have had somewhere to go. No, I yeah, don't he got hurt. I don't think he got hurt. I think he left. Because I, I saw him run off the field, so I don't oh, think okay, he was hurt. Okay, so I was doing the stats, and I had saw zero tackles from him, and I said, that can't be right. I went yeah, back and yeah. watched half the game and realized he was gone. Ace is a key defender for yeah, them. Yeah, key defender for them, but had an interception early. Dexter, seven catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Also had a pick. Bartlett had the game-winning interception, and Matt Ballow, one catch for four yards. 
Cam Crooms was two of nine for ten yards, but he ran for 171 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. He is quick. He, he gets is outside fast. with the ball. It's gonna be tough to get him. Um, tough to catch him. And then basically all the stats of this game were from the subs that played for the Ravens. Brian Saleto had a sack. Steve Saleto had a sack, and Jordan Jackson had two tackles. All right. Next game was the Chargers versus the Raiders. We already talked about the Chargers. Um, the Raiders win this game 28-6. to um, We knew we were coming against Tino. I was obviously tired. They played a really intense game right before. Um, we kind of just come in and take the job, get the job done. We get uh, safety on the first play. Then we get the ball back and score. We score the difference in the game? What? We saved on the first play of the game? Well, how would you win by one? 28-6. Against the, against the Chargers. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Second game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, against Chargers. We get the safety to start the game with Will Media in the safety. We score right after that. We Colin Thompson gets an interception on the goal. Uh, second play of the next drive, we score off of that. We're up fourteen nothing immediately. Um, I felt like we had good control of the game. We tried out some new defenses. I thought we played really well. We held them to sixty-eight total yards. Um, very good showing from our defense. I played all right through an interception as always. Um, but other than that, honestly, I'm very happy with our offensive performance. It was nice to have Keanu back this week. We had no Micah in this game. Um, but Colin Thompson, again, stepped up by right tackle, played very well. Vin continues to be a great receiver for me. Douglas had two, or two touchdowns in this game. Keanu had 86 yards in a touchdown. Um, but really the, the story of the game was our defense and just kind of making Wickup's life hell, sending a, lot, sending a lot of different bodies at him, changing up our defenses, and kind of just – Trying out a lot of new stuff. Pull out a 28-6 to win. Didn't really have to worry. I got to sit on defense a lot in this game to prepare for the Patriots game the sec- in the second game. Why are you I don't know. All right. Um, yeah, I really got nothing more to say. You got anything to say about this game? Yeah, I, I, I told with Cup before the game, I said, well, before both games, oh. if you got to grab one game, it's got to be the first because you come up the second game of doubleheader playing the Raiders, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really tough. So uh, I, I think uh, the first game took a lot out of them, especially losing the way they did. Yeah, and they were, you know, they were kind of flat coming into your game. It was a battle. Their first game, I'm saying, their first yeah, game was a battle. Yeah. Tires are out. You really want to get that first one in doubleheader. Um, yeah, really not much to talk about. Our team played really well. Their team really didn't play well. Randy scored the only touchdown for them, um, but they need to get back on track, work on just kind of gaining yards and moving the ball down the field and sustaining offensive drives. Uh, Stats, I was 15 of 23, 210 yards, four touchdowns and a pick, 32 rushing yards. Douglas, two catches, 37 yards, both touchdowns. Vin Gargano, six catches, 76 yards and a touchdown. Keanu, five catches, 86 yards and a touchdown and two pass breakups. Will Meany, three sacks, one being a safety and a pass breakup. Lamar had an interception and Colin Thompson had an interception as well. For the Chargers, Whitcock was 8 of 14 for 60 yards, one TD, one interception, two interceptions. Eight rushing yards, had a sack as well. Bryce, four catches, 21 yards. Randy Myers had a 25-yard touchdown. Jameer had three catches for 14 yards and a pass breakup. And Serge had the interception for them. Um, I think it will be a good player, Serge. He kind of just needs to get back on track and get back his uh, football legs under him. Um, all right, yeah, hopefully the Chargers don't fall to 0-5 this week. Other 11:30 game. Was the Bucks against the Rams? The Bucks win twenty two nine. In this game, I felt like after the first half ended, the Bucks just completely controlled the game. Um, they went up. It was seven to six, Collis, 
and then or the Rams, and then Mikey scores, Tyler Cameron over the middle, and then catches also catches the conversion. And then really from there it was 14-7, and I really felt like there was the, the Bucks were in control the rest of the game. There was a safety later in the game for the Rams that cut it to 20 to 9, but it was just a little too little, too late. The Rams were without one of their linemen this week. Um, they were forced to play Tommy Pierce, who left early early in this one as well, at line as well. Um this Rams team hasn't sustained a lot of drives this season at times, or and if they have sustained drives, they haven't been able to punch them in the end zone. What have you, have you seen anything from them that you, you want to talk about? Yeah, uh, first of all, I want to say this is a grinded out game. Definitely. Uh, you know, you wouldn't say like they had their foot on the. Uh, no, the no, 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 no. But I think they were controlling the pace of the game. Yeah, I thought the Rams had a tough time getting out of their end zone. Uh, anytime they had the ball at the five yard line, you know, you know, to me, you got a running quarterback. I'm running it out there, and I, you know, it's it just there was a lot of pressure, a lot of undue pressure mm-hmm. down by the goal line, forced them into a couple of mistakes. Yeah, I think Kyle's receivers didn't do a great job helping him out this week. There were a couple of drops. Um, no, Joe Denoy was big on D. Denoy Island is open again. Yeah, but Collis, uh, he's had a little trouble throwing the ball this uh, this season thus far. They got the big win last week against the Chargers to get their season going a little bit. But um, you had a matchup with brothers in this game, didn't you? To Jordan and Tyler Cameron, yes, they probably matched up on the line a little bit in this game. Um, Tyler had the big touchdown finish as the player of the yes. game offensively. Yeah. Not um, a big game. Yeah, Tyler looked good, good job. out there. Him and Sir did great on the line. Yep. Good pressure on Carlos. Yeah, the Bucks, the Bucks were with able were able to withstand the first three games this season without their their best one of their leading players, Chase. Um, and they get to two and one in the season. It's it was a big win for them. They were able to pull it out twenty to nine, like I said earlier. Mikey played another very methodical game, didn't force the ball. Um, had the one interception early on a deep ball, but other than that, I thought he made really good decisions with the football. Still not running because he's not fully healthy with right. that ankle that he's the ankle injury he sustained in week one. Um, Great it, play calling. I it was, hasn't hindered it. Hasn't hindered him at all. Yeah, uh, down by the goal line, they they really really all good plays and, and and great throws by Mike. There's one play in particular. Mm-hmm. Reg, Regs was having a great pass rush. Uh, he was in on Mikey constantly. So I think they were maybe inside the ten yard line and Surhoff was blocking him. And I, I, I might to me it looked like it was like, a let him in a conversion. And, yeah, right. And and, and Surhoff released. Was conversion? Yeah. yeah, it was conversion. And just I, that that kind of thing just makes Rags have to think an extra second. Right. And then, see that that's a great play call. It's a great quarterback, you know, noticing the defense and what he could do against it and taking advantage of it. Yep. Um Mikey always said that if Rags played against him every week, he'd be a ninth round pick because he can't sack him. Um <laughs> Rags had no sacks in this game. He was there a bunch though. He was right in his yeah. face. And Mikey does a really good job of getting rid of the ball right before you sack him. Um, he uses his lineman. He ta- he he called me, asked me, he goes, What are the stats? Because I don't think my receivers caught a ball. And outside of the one touchdown by TJ and then a couple screens by Cam, it was mostly linemen. So um, big lineman day for the Bucks. They pick up the win. Offense continues to look good. Defense looks even better. Um, they get see, and they get chased back. I'd say Cam get the ball. I think he's uh, exciting. He's yeah. electric with the ball. Uh, find ways to get him the ball out in space. I, I don't think anyone can catch him. Yeah, I think um, him with the, we saw in the game he played quarterback when he gets the ball and just kind of able to make moves and do his thing. He he can be a very very dangerous player. So um, and Mikey knows that we've been playing with him for a little bit now. So I'm excited to see that going forward. But I think the big thing for the Bucks they get chased back and that makes your defense already very good defense to a great defense. As for the Rams, um, someone's got to really step up and be the number one target and help. Help Kyle. I know Kyle threw some balls into the dirt this week. Not a lot of separation necessarily on some of these uh, these routes. Um, 
Kyle seems to do a better job throwing the ball. I think as a whole, this team kind of needs to figure out their offensive identity. You got a lot of guys playing a lot of different spots that they're potentially not used to playing. Um, Don Palumbo scores the lone touchdown on the day for the Rams off the line. I think they'll figure it out because Kyle is a guy who wins games, but um, it could just be a lot of grinded out games for them. A lot of games where they're they're battling late, either down the score, up the score, and trying to get the gaming stop and stuff like that. But yeah, last year he had safety valves. Last season he had safety valves and, and Douglas off the line. Will Saba. Will Saba. Yeah, yeah. Mancini lined up outside. He can, you know. He had a. He had a he, I think we can all say he had a better team last season. Yeah, but I think he used Tommy uh, the same way he used Mancini last year. Uh-huh. Tommy's got good size. You know, you you can find one on one. You can make one on one situations mm-hmm. for him, uh, and especially in the red zone. I, I like looking at him. As I know who I'm going to call out on their team when we uh, when we get to the preview. Um, all right, let's do the stats. Kyle is 12 of 26, 109 yards, one touchdown, one pick, four carries for 56 yards. Tommy Pierce, four catches, 23 yards, two pass breakups. Rags, catch for 13 yards. Jordan had a catch for three yards. Uh, Markel had three catches for 30 yards and an interception. Timmy Frost had two for 27, and Don Palumbo had a 13-yard touchdown. Mike Gariano was 13 of 18, 135 yards, two TDs, and a pick. Also had three tackles on defense. Very efficient. Surov caught the conversion, as we talked about before, and had a pass breakup. Paul Carter had a catch and two sacks. TJ Angsta had the 45-yard touchdown and a pass breakup. Cam Crooms had three catches for 24 yards and five tackles. Tyler Cameron, four catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown. Also had a sack and two pass breakups. Um, Stevie Holcomb, who is now replacing Chris Ortiz on the Bucks, two catches for eight yards. Sean O'Donnell scores his first touchdown of his career, one-yard rushing score. Nice. Uh, Mikey was hyped about that. And Joe Noya, defense player of the game, two ca- um, one catch for five yards, also had two pass breakups, one interception, and four tackles. Last game of the day to talk about, I think, was uh, the premier matchup of the day. It was the 3-0 Raiders versus the 3-0 Patriots. Um, you picked against me for the first time in a long time. Yes, you, but you, but your reasoning was you had the Patriots to the best team in the league, and that's that. Um, and listen, I think me and Trevor, every time we play, it's going to come down to who has the ball last. I think the last three times we played, whoever's had the ball last has won the game. Um, and that's kind of just the way we go. We're two very elite quarterbacks who know how to move the ball down the field. Um, I made a couple more mistakes than he did, but my defense was able to bail me out a little bit more. Um, I probably played my worst game at corner that I played in a very long time. Got beat for two touchdowns by Josh Taylor on two beautiful throws by by Trevor Garland. Yes. Um, their team is very good. They have a very good team. They have great weapons. Um, they play really good defense. It, it was tough sledding some plays on offense. We were tired from. I, I was tired at least from the first from the first game. Um, but. We were able to dig deep. My my team, even though I had played not great throughout the entire game, when we got back to the huddle with two minutes to play, they just kept asking, like, who's the best quarterback in the league? I said, eh, I guess it's me. Um, I like to think I am. And we came out there, and we scored 18 seconds left, and we win the game. Um, they're, I, listen, they're a good team. I think that they had to pick a weak, uh, pick out a weakness of their team. It was that I was able to avoid most of their pass rush. Like, they only sacked me one time in the game. I didn't feel like I was under pressure felt like I really had to like make plays with my feet a lot of the time I credit my offensive line Douglas Swags Colin who all played very well in this game um yeah I really like my team I think we're the best team in the league me and the Cowboys were the two top teams for sure um and I think that 
the Patriots definitely um, are going to be there when it, when it's all said and done towards semifinals and whatnot. But um, we were able to get the job done. Garland shows up in the uh, the Joe Burrow esque outfit. I don't know yeah, that's what yeah. he was going for Tra- there. Trevor, Tra- Tra- stop I trying to be that. other people. Be I yourself. loved it. I loved it. I be thought yourself. it was hysterical. I, I, you know, was hysterical. I, I wouldn't mind, but you show up on a ninety degree day with a fucking turtleneck, long sleeve turtleneck. <laughs> oh, oh come man. on. No, Nick Hardigan looks at me and goes, "Look at Trevor." I turn around and I see Trevor. AirPods, uh, glasses, you, turtleneck. If you did it, if you did it for effect as a joke, then yeah, that's no, I think he did. I it's think funny, did. but if you if you're doing it because I don't know, it was it was it you was eccentric. <laughs> it was comedy. I enjoyed it. It's all fun and games. We had a great game. Yeah. I texted him after, told him that uh, we're both. He's an elite quarterback, and he was making great throws all day. I thought outside of he threw an interception on the last play of the game, but it was just kind of throwing the way. We caused good pressure yeah. on that play, but um. Yeah, I think the big story is just that even though I played like shit, we were still able to come away with a win. Big game like this, you got to play better. You're lucky your team bailed you out. Oh, uh, 100%. If you you told me that you were going to give up two touchdowns on defense and throw two picks, I was going to say, you know what? Then you should have lost that game. Patriots probably win that game. Like a game where a game where the opposing quarterback throws two touchdowns and gives up two touchdowns on defense, I would say the team, other team probably wins 98% of the time. Yeah. But this is why I think we're this is why I think we're the best team in the league. Two times this season. I played like shit against good teams, and we've won. So uh, that's uh, encouraging. And I think that like last but season, but there's gonna be a point when you play these good teams, and your team's gonna rely on you. Mm-hmm. And you have to step up. Yeah, well, you know what they say: when the playoffs come around, the legs show up too. Yeah. So yeah. I only, I've only, I think I only ran four times uh, this entire day, or no, six times the entire day. So um, yeah, I think my team's really good. We play really good defense outside of me, and uh, I think as long as as long as I play a little bit better and stuff in my game, I think we're gonna be in good shape, and I look forward to playing against the. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. Um, Patriots are fine. Patriots are absolutely yeah, fine. Yeah, no worries about I that. I see them yeah, bouncing back team, against yeah. whoever they're playing next week. Um, it would yeah. take a hit in the, dr- in the ratings, though. Yeah, a little hit in the Tommy Savara ratings for sure. But uh, I think we we'll still probably have them in the top four now. Um, all right, let's do stats, and then we'll move on to the, re- the preview. I was 13 of 21, 130 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, six carries, 37 yards, two touchdowns. Douglas, 43 yards, receiving on four catches, had a pass breakup. Vingariano, four catches, 67 yards. Sally Swags, the big player of the game, two catches, eight yards, two touchdowns. Um, he he kind of just found open space both times on, on both touchdown plays. Uh, loved, loved to get him a couple scores. Um, Rock had a catch and a couple rushing rushing attempts. Uh, Will Meany had another two sacks in this game. Five-sack day for Will Meany. Uh, big day from him. Colin Thompson also had a sack. And Lamar, another big game from him. Pass breakup interception to end the game. I like what I'm getting out of my my seventh, eighth, and ninth round picks in this game. Had two interceptions, or no, one interception, two pass breakups, three sacks, three sacks. So I'm getting production from the guys at the bottom of our draft, and I love it because they're not bottom of the draft. So type your GM players. skills are intact. Okay. My GM skills are the reason why I can be kind of ass sometimes. Okay. All right, and for the Patriots, Garland was 14 of 24, 185 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Four catch, four carries, twenty-two yards. Jack, six catches, fifty-seven yards, and six tackles. I think he's got his uh, his legs back under him from the long layoff. Chris Johnson had a twenty-two-yard touchdown. Josh Taylor, three catches, thirty-eight yards, two touchdowns, and Mark De Palma, four catches, sixty-eight yards, and a touchdown. Also had two interceptions on defense. And Kenny Tindall had the lone sack for the Patriots. And that does it for the Week Three um, recap. Do yeah, we'll no, we'll do power rings at the end. At the end of the preview. All right, let's get into the preview. 9.30 game, first one. Chargers versus Dolphins. Um, 
Chargers versus Dolphins. This is the Dolphins who are one and two coming off their first win of the season against the Chargers team who's coming off of four four game losing streak. Lost two games last week. What do you what, what are you thinking about this game? Uh, I, I, th- <laughs> I, I think whoever makes the least amount of mistakes wins this game. That's what I think. I think. Listen, I'm definitely going to agree with that statement. I'm going to go one step further and say that um, I think if Wickop just runs, just run. You're great at running. Just run. You know what? The things that he does well. I see him throw the ball deep last week, and you have to do that because you have to spread the defense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Problem is the deep balls that he's throwing. He's throwing uh, across the field, and he's drawing the, the safety uh, along with the opposing cornerback on the other side of the field. So I'm not a fan of that. I told him, if you're going to call these plays, you want to spread the defense, you know, Run your post corners. You know those are. It's a safe play. You, you know it's day. it's one on one, and you you're throwing the ball to the out. You know towards the sideline. So a better chance that it doesn't get picked off. It just just give yourself a chance. Limit your mistakes in this game. And he gets it. He knows what he's got to do. Yeah. I, and it's, to me, it's too good of a team. I I I, I can't see them. You know falling to zero and five. Yeah yeah. If I'm gonna go with someone, I'm going with the Chargers. You go, you go. I, li- I like their team. I really do. Yeah, listen, I like the Chargers team. I think that in this game, they're going to have to win the battle up front. It's going to be a nice battle between Jarwar, uh, Harnish against Lebo, Randy, and DeFlippis. Oh, yeah, that's who I honestly meant to talk about. Um, Bryce Walker needs to touch the ball more. Yeah. He only had two touches against my team, and I was sitting there like thanking them for not giving him the ball. He's an electric player with the ball in his hands. He makes multiple guys miss per play. Um, I just think that he is a key to success for their team and I think in a game like this a team in the Dolphins who I'm not going to say they pulled flags poorly so far this season but there is a reason why they were 0-2 with one of the worst point differentials going into this past week um they still probably have one of the worst point differentials in the league after pulling out the win last week at minus 55 on the season Chargers aren't much mm, thing just died Minus 50. Charged for minus 50. So, um, one of these teams is going to pick up a win on this day. I'm you, who, You're picking the, the Chargers? I'm going to charge. They score points a little more consistently. So That is true. They have scored more points a little more consistently this season. I'm going to take the Dolphins. I'm going to ride the hot hand. Okay. All right. No, that's cool. <laughs> hot I, hand. Players to watch this game. Who do you got? Um, I think Bryce needs to be someone that you have to watch. I think he's the most dynamic athlete on the field in this game. And if you're looking on the Dolphins side, I think Jarwar needs to be the guy that forces Wickhop into a lot of bad mistakes. Okay. Those are my, I, X, I those are my X factors on both teams. Listen, I, I think Bryce is the playmaker, and I, I just got to see him touch the ball more. I wouldn't even mind him uh, at a quarterback position on certain plays, uh, mm-hmm. either coming out of your end zone or even inside a goal line package, you know, offensively. I like that. Um, to me, get the ball. If you're going to throw the lineman, uh, uh, De Phillips. De Phillips, yeah. He's a great receiving lineman. He is. Let, 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 use him a little more, James. Let's let's get the ball. So th- that's those are the players I need to see. I, I have to uh, to watch. I mean, uh, on the Dolphin side of the ball, I, I agree with you. I think Jawas a weapon, uh, and I think both on both sides of the ball, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him getting a little more pass uh, action offensively. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm calling out. I'm calling out the top picks on both teams: Jawar, Harnish, Bryce, De Phillips, uh, Surge, new player. You guys, when the quarterback isn't playing great, the top players on the team got to be able to elevate the team in other ways. Much like your team did with you. Yes, 100%. Vin Douglas Keanu stepped up in big with swags, two touchdowns when I'm playing like shit. So I just think that when your quarterback might not be playing his best ball yet, you got to find other ways to be effective and help your team win. If that means being dogs on defense, be dogs on defense. So 
Now, I'm calling the top player each game. Uh, other not. All right, so you have the Chargers. I have the Dolphins. Next game, I got the schedule if you want to go. Oh, uh, uh, oh, for that stuff. Okay. Um, nine thirty. This is a great game. Sucks to have you at nine thirty. Um, Bucks versus Raiders. Oh, Mikey versus uh, me. Storylines in this game. Chase James makes his return to the league for this season, um, for the first time all year. And on our side, I've beaten Mikey three straight times. So uh, no, uh, I think the so for the key for us to win this game, we have to we have to slow down their pass rush. They have a really good pass rush. Paul Carter, Chase James, Nick Searle. That could be the best. That could be on any day be the best defensive line in the league. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that also that that same three players also play offensive line. So that it's going to be a battle in the trenches. I think I have all my guys this week. So it's going to be a real battle between Micah, uh, Douglas, Swags, Vin, Gargano on defensive line. So. Um, should be a very interesting matchup on the line. I'm not going to say, I'm obviously going to take, I think my guys are going to be able to own the line of scrimmage, but those guys are really good up there. We're going to definitely have a little bit of a game plan this week. Um, ways to neutralize Chase, ways to neutralize Suroff, and kind of force their secondary to make plays and not allow their defensive line to control the game. If you're the Bucks, I guess it would just be to make me keep playing like shit, really. Like keep forcing me into bad decisions. And get me to force and force some turnovers. I have obviously been um, showing that I'm willing to turn the ball over so far this season. Don't, don't be that guy. No, obviously not. But I'm saying, like, so far I have seven interceptions. Don't in come into the game expecting saying I might throw a pick or two. No, you no, can't. I'm not expecting to throw a pick or two. I'm talking about from if I'm from the Bucks' point of view. Um, I think that if the Bucks are gonna win, can't they need to be athletic on the outside with Cam and TJ? Um, and their offensive line needs to dominate the line of scrimmage because Mikey hasn't ran the ball a lot, so they're gonna have to give him time to throw. Yeah, you're gonna have Sir Hoff, who's pure bull rush. Pure. Uh, but once he gets in, you should be able to avoid him. Um, Chase is a different animal. He's got a combination of both power and speed. Yep. To me, a little bit more difficult. And PC is full speed, so they have the full dynamic. Three. Yeah, they've got it. But here's the thing, I like we we mention this all the time, and the people I talk to, we discuss on the sidelines. No one has better pocket presence than you. Uh, you're a mobile quarterback, you're an accurate quarterback, uh, you can throw the ball down the field, you can dink and dunk, you can do several things. Your presence in the pocket along with your offensive line uh, makes for a better pick for me when it comes to you know uh, determining a line of scrimmage. And who's going to win the battle, yeah. Because I think yeah. that plays into it. Your quarterback yes. plays into winning the battle line of scrimmage. Um, I think I do a very good job, like you said, reading the pocket and kind of maneuvering through it and keeping my eyes downfield. I've gotten a lot better at that. Um, over the years, I used to look down at the line of scrimmage. So now I'm finally not doing that. Um, obviously, I'm picking the Raiders. Um, I think we're the best team in the league. I think that we're going to go out there and prove it on Sunday. But our our um, our numbers-wise, very close. 26 points per game, 23 points per game for the Bucks. We allow 16. They allow 17. So I think it's going to be a very even matchup. and probably going to be a one-score game. Um, games versus Mikey are always very grinded out. Uh low scoring affairs for the most part and he has a team that can play that style again this season so um yeah i think the players to watch in this game are for my side i, th- I mean we put down douglas and Mingargano, but everyone on my team is a threat to make a play like you saw will mean he had five sacks last week uh douglas scores two touchdowns keanu has a big game against the chargers so i just think we kind of have everyone and then for them like you talked about four cam crooms i think could be an x factor in this game and then as we all saw uh, last season, Defense Player of the Year, Chase James, probably the player to watch in this game. I think a lot of people, yeah. if you're making it to 930 to see a game, this is probably one of the ones you want to come see. 
Yeah, um, obviously players to watch on on the Bucks side of the ball. I'm gonna go with Chase, uh, and I'll sit here and every week I praise Mikey because you know I, I say he gets it, and, and you know to me I think he plays better every season he's in this league because I, I I think no one you know extracts more from you know their their past games than Mikey does. I agree, and I, it's hard to find someone who can read a defense better than Mike. It's gonna be a great game. Uh, if I have to pick a team, I'm, I'm going to go with the Raiders. They're a little bit more hot. They've beaten two top teams so far this year. I don't think anyone else has done that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to ride with the Raiders, but I, I think Mike is going to be right there. On your side of the ball, players to watch. I'm, I'm going to go with Mike this week. Uh, I think he's going to be key to, to your, your uh, obviously, your protection. Yeah. Uh, not only offensively and defensively. So I'm going to go with Mike as the player to watch. Yeah, Mike week. is back this week. Very excited for that. Uh, all right. Next game of the day is the Ravens against the Dolphins at 1030. Uh, no, not Ravens versus Dolphins. You talked about it? Uh, no, I talk, I, I'm done with 930. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm on this one now. Uh, 1030, Ravens versus Dolphins. Dolphins playing the second game of a doubleheader. Ooh. Um, Ravens looking for their first win of the season, also playing the first game of a doubleheader for themselves. Um, <sighs> Dolphins have a chance to get the three and two on the day. You have them winning. No, I I have them you have winning. Them the you game. have them losing the first game. Yeah, so yeah. I have them at a chance going into this ten thirty game to get the three and two on the season. If we see the Dolphins at three and two, that's very impressive for the way they started their season, considering that they scored zero points offensively through two weeks. They play. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, you give me, you give me the confused face. Um, and then for the Ravens side, we talked about it on the preview, on the recap. They did not show up at all last week, either physically or mentally. It seemed like um, if they are going to win this game, the Ravens, they are going to have to get there early, talk about what they're going to do, have a game plan, and just execute at a decent level. I don't think in this game you have to, and this is no shade to the Dolphins, you don't have to execute at a super high level to beat the this Dolphins team. They are a team that will make some mistakes. They are a team that could hand you the ball occasionally. Um, And they are also a team that will be tired off the first game of back-to-back. So if you were to win a game, this is the one. This is the one to go out there, have your game plan ready to go. Eddie, come ready to play. No drinking on Saturday night. A-Rod, come with a lot of energy. Melozzi, Austin, Justin Santiago, come protect Eddie. Like You just got to do all the little things right, and I think you're going to be able to stay in this game. Um... I'll start with my pick before we talk about players to watch. I'm taking the Ravens. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to, uh, I'm gonna buy into Eddie Guzman, and I'm gonna hope that he gets a win over Negron. I have Negron winning the first game, so I'm gonna say the Dolphins are a little bit tired on the line, and that the bigger line of the Ravens is gonna be able to own the line of scrimmage and force some running plays. I think Q Hunter could have a big game for the Ravens as well. Yes, I am gassing out players that have not played well all season, Tommy. I, I can't pick a team that shows that has shown no dedication outside of two players. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to mention who they are, but everyone knows who they are. A-Rod and Malozzi. Uh <laughs> If it's me, if I'm the Ravens, I come out and I, I get physical uh, with Malozzi and Austin. I know, run behind them, uh, throw screens where you get Austin out. No one's better in the league than uh, Austin getting to the outside and being the Go one-man watch block. that Houston film. Yeah, the, pull up from, from that. Watch what he does. I mean, I'm getting Ooh, physical. But until, I mean, I haven't seen it from them yet. So no. how, can, how can I be, feel confident and pick them? I'm going to go with the Dolphins on this one. Uh, I, I think that, 
I think the Dolphins. Uh, I picked them you in the first the, game. Two, oh, your Dolphins getting to two and three then? Okay. Yeah, so. yeah, I got them winning the game. And this is the game for them. And listen, I think that if the Dolphins come out and lose that first game, that they'll be fired up and thinking to themselves, "Okay, we lost this first game." Let's I think they'll be fired either way. If they win the first game, they have a chance to win a double header. You're gonna be fired up for that true. one. I think they're fired up. Lose the first game, I, I, we have to get the second game against the undefeated. I mean, a winless team. One thing about the Ravens, you have to remember, and I'm not not, not saying you have to remember. I'm saying we have to remember is that. Um, or the Ravens have to remember is that every team right now looks at the Ravens as let's get our stats up. That's what teams look at right now. Look at them. Let's get our stats up. Let's put up 42 points. So if you're the Ravens, let's shut some people up. Let's come out there with some pride, play well, and hopefully get a win. I'm picking you. Yeah. I hope that's what I thought. That's what Advice happens. Advice to Look at the film last week. What IB was able to do, run all over them. The field uh, is wide open for them. So. Yeah, you, you know, again, you you know, your line ain't too shabby either with Harnish and and uh, no, Joe, uh, no. Use those guys. Use your legs. You did it last week. Do it again. Some design runs maybe too. Yeah. Um, play smart. You're you're capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm, I'm going with Dolphins this week. If I, players to watch. Yeah, players to watch. Give me one from the Dolphins uh, that we didn't we didn't talk about yet. Players to give me watch. give me um give me Ryan Bartlett had the game winning interception last week. Speed receiver. Uh, threw him a couple deep balls last week. Wasn't able to connect, but I think that they're going to connect this week. Give me Ryan, I'll, I'll go with that. Give me Ryan Bartlett to score a touchdown I'm, this I'm week. With plus, it. what's the odds on that? Ryan Bartlett score a touchdown plus like 800. <laughs> He's the third receiver on their team behind Dexter and Mid Orlando. Put him like plus 800. Um, and for the Ravens, um, it, the, the X factor is A-Rod. And A-Rod uh, shows up with that energy. Thinking, yeah. And he comes in. He t- he's a tackling machine, playing middle linebacker, keeping that team in it. And not being, like, I'm not going to say cancer, but not being, um, not yelling in the wrong way. Yelling right. the right way and yelling the wrong way. Are he's a passionate player, so we, we know that. Yeah. And, and he wants to win. He's a competitor. Uh, I like. I, I need you blocking. Yeah, I like. Uh, Malo's one of the best. No, uh, you, uh, best agreed. Catching linemen in the league. Agreed. Uh, use them. My, my advice is, uh, Eddie, use them. Uh, Malo's got great hands. I mean, is there a taller target in the league than than A Rod? Yeah, right now, I mean, you look at red zone. I mean, I'm you know I'm throwing fades to him in the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I like I like A Rod this week as a player to watch. All right, uh, Tommy has the Dolphins to win their second game of back to back. I have the Ravens to get their first win on the season. The other ten thirty game is Rams versus Patriots. The Rams have a gauntlet of a day. They play the Patriots and then they play the Cowboys. Ooh. Um, Ooh. In this game against the Patriots, um, the the Rams are going to have to win games by bullying you up front with Fomundo and Rags and Jordan Cameron, and then they have to they have to slow down the Patriots' offense. They have to find ways to make it difficult for Trevor. Get hands in his face. Play up on the receivers. If you watch the film, you see that Trevor likes to throw very short to his receivers and kind of let Jack, Chris, and uh, De Palma do the work for him, and then take the top off. The defense with Josh Taylor going over the top. Um, Trevor's playing an elite level right now. I think it's very hard to pick against a Trevor Garland-led team at this point in the season. Um, if Trevor doesn't turn the ball over, which he's been very good in the last couple of years at not turning the ball over, I just don't see how the Patriots are gonna, not going to score 25, 30 points. And the Rams haven't been able to score more than outside of the Chargers game, haven't been, able to, haven't been able to score more than 10 outside of that game. As Augie leaves the premises, good night, Augie. Lead leader in touchdowns. You'll see that tomorrow on the top fives. Um, what was I saying? Oh, Garland. Yeah, I think that if the Rams are going to win, they got to slow the game down. They got to play. They have to do what I said the Eagles needed to do to the Cowboys last week, which was keep the ball out of Garland's hands, which is keep the ball out of Justin's hands and keep their offense on the on the sidelines. Um, 
I guess I'll start with my pick. I am taking the Patriots. Like I said, very hard to pick against Trevor Garland right now. I think if you're picking against the Patriots in this game, you think that Trevor's going to throw multiple interceptions and that Collis is going to run for 110 yards. That's why I think you like. I think that's the key, that's the key to victory, uh, the path to victory for the Rams. Right. The Rams have to have ball control, uh, keep the ball out of Trevor's hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trevor's so good at, uh, of distributing the ball. I mean, if you look at his stat lines at the end of the game, he throws to everybody. Yep, everybody. It's not just one receiver. You can't key on one receiver. Uh, that's that, that's what makes him great. Um, I like the Patriots in this game. Uh, if I'm if I'm looking for a player, see um, on the Rams, the guy yeah. the goal coach that's from under. Famunda, yeah, Famunda. Famunda, Justin Famunda. I mean, I haven't, I haven't been introduced. I haven't talked to him oh, yet. Okay. Everyone's telling me the guy's phenomenal. I mean, he's a bull at nose tackle, absolute bull. Um, yeah. He's got a, an array of moves that he can throw at you, um, and oh, he returns. What do you, what you forgot? He, he play play him at uh, the middle and not, uh, not nice. on the end. Yeah, you know, I think he's he's uh not the fat, he's not the fastest. So I think playing in the middle, uh, kind of just gets the the pressure immediately up the face of the quarterback, and I think that's a key in this game. Um. Pamundo has a little bit of a size advantage over Nick Cardigan. Um, and eh, I shouldn't say little. It's, it's a big size advantage over Nick Cardigan. Um, it'll be interesting to see who they put in front of Mike Hawka because they they do have uh, Jordan Cameron, who is a, also a bigger player. I do think that the Rams have potential in this game to force Garland into some bad throws. But one thing I will say about Garland is he is very smart. Um, one thing he did last week was when we were sending four or like lined up four on the line, he was just throwing screens. Getting the ball fast and putting uh, our corners in one-on-one tackling situations or blocker with one guy running behind him. So um, you have to. I said it last week on the podcast when I was playing against Trevor. You have to mix up your looks. You have to throw different defenses at him because if you throw him the same defense every single time, he will torch you. Um, key factors in this game. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call out Tommy Pierce. You went in the first round this year. There's expectations when you go in the first round. And I'm not saying, I don't care about stats. I care about overall game impact. So far, I don't know if you've had the overall game impact of a number one over, of a ninth, a ninth overall pick. I need to see that. Tommy, you played on my G League team last year and you were dominant. I need to see that this week if your team is going to pull out the win. You're playing against a lot of your friends who play on the, uh, Tommy, a lot of to- friends play on the Patriots team. Um... I can't, I can't pick the Rams, but I do think that Collis uh, is going to keep this game closer than many people expect. Yeah, I hope so. You got Patriots as well, right? I got the Patriots. Uh, oh, like we, didn't pick someone, uh, we didn't pick someone uh, to people play to watch, watch, players on, to watch. On, on Patriots. Kenny Tindall, the uh, defensive, ta- defensive end. I think he's had a good season so far, and I think that he could give Collis some problems this I'm week. Go, I'm going Chris Johnson. Nice. I, I think he can make a difference in the secondary. Uh, didn't I, touch the ball a lot last week against me. Only had one catch. Only one wasn't catch? On, wasn't on the uh, field a lot. I don't know why. You have a touchdown, uh, you sure? Yeah, No, he had the one touchdown. That's it. One no. catch, 22-yard touchdown. Okay. No, I, I think, I don't know what happened, but he wasn't on the field a lot of offensively, so I'd hope to, I hope to see him back out there because the yeah, three-headed he, monster he, of him to Palma and Jack is right. scary. Oh, I forgot about Jack. Jack could be huge this game. No, Jack, listen, I think Jack, he got back this week with six tackles. That's back to, like, his yeah. level. I think that we're going to continue to see that. He plays a really good middle linebacker. Um, but, uh, Carlos, if you watch the film... There's there's places to attack this defense. And so uh, place to watch on the Rams side of the ball. I'll go. I'll go with Coach. I gotta see. Yeah, you went with Coach. I go with. Uh, I'm course, going. Yeah. With, I'm going with Ty Pierce. I'm calling him out. He's got to make a big play. Mark Kelly's had a good season so far. I need more out of you, I think, as well. If you're gonna help Kyle's, uh turn this ship around. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess we can just talk about the other the 11:30 game that this involves the Rams. They play against the Cowboys. Um, this is going to be an uphill battle. 
A, you're tired from game one. B, it's super hot out. And C, you're facing the quarterback who we've joked around in the chat this year. He probably has the most yards traveled on the season as a player, but probably the least amount of rushing yards. Um, he is just, it's just a handful. It's a lot. It's a lot. If I am the Rams, I am telling my team, do not dive at his flag because you'll probably miss and then you'll be out of the play. I'm telling you got to stay in front. You got to force him to throw the ball because if he does run, he's super electric with the ball in his hands. He's going to make guys miss. And it's just it, it just could be a long day for the Rams defense if they're unable to kind of contain him and keep him in the pocket. The one thing Justin's been very good at doing is backing up like what IB used to do back in the day and just kind of run around and make guys miss, make guys fall with his athleticism and his one, his one cut ability. Um, in this game, I think my players to watch Cowboys-wise, um, Spoh's not coming. Spoh's yeah. in Nashville. Oh. So I need to see more out of the other offensive linemen. Pisco has stepped up on the offensive line. Um, they have Kai Martin, who really hasn't made like a crazy impact yet. Uh, Abdul Carvan, who I haven't seen, we haven't seen since week one. Um, and Mark Nicholas, who I thought has been a pretty good player for them thus far. But I'm going to call out their offensive line. I think they need to step up, play a lot better this week. They have a big defensive line coming in this game. Although tired from the first game, I believe that they are a big defensive line that could give them trouble, especially without Spell. Makes sense. And then for the Cowboys, I mean, and then for the, the Rams in this game, I mean, I already called out a bunch of guys. Um, I mean, you got Don Palumbo playing new positions, Jordan Cameron playing new positions. I'm just going to call out their team. Play hard in the second game. Don't get your doors blown off by a team that is going to look, is coming in thinking they're going to blow your doors off. Because the Cowboys do think they're coming in this week and blowing them out. I promise you that. They think that's happening. I can happening. see that second game with doubleheader plus coming off the Patriots. It's going to be a tough game. Yeah, for no, it's going to be. And I and I, I think regardless, of the, I think the Cowboys would think they're going to blow them out even if they were playing just one game. I just think that's how the Cowboys think about themselves. And if you're the Rams, let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's make I'm, them sweat. I'm, I'm going to pick the Cowboys because they just been lights out on both yeah, sides of the ball. They, yeah, yeah, they've been amazing. Like Very amazing. Yeah, they are. If they I had to pick a player, I'll go with Steven the Demon this week. Yeah, yeah. He's been he's been low volume, catching a touchdown every game. I mean, you know, everyone shines on that team. Uh, maybe this week is his week is his week. The Bowen week. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of Augie, a lot of dosages of Augie so Augie far. Augie has been playing at an MVP level himself. Yep. Um Side of all, I'm gonna go with Tommy. Tommy uh, Pierce has got a yeah. If they're gonna match them score for score, he's gonna have to step up and he's gonna have to be the guy for Carlos. Yeah, I think one thing about um the Rams right now is that outside of Carlos's playmaking ability, I'm not really sure where they're potentially getting like the long touchdown from. You know, right. I just need to. I it's not that I don't think the players on the team can do it. I just gotta see it yeah. against good competition. So that's where I stand on the Rams. Uh, we both have them going zero and two, which would mean Carlos is moving into week. Five, four week five at one and four. Ooh. Um, they would have played two of the top teams in the league, Patriots and Cowboys. Um, but losses to the Bucks and week one to the Bills. So they played probably four of the top six teams in the league so yeah, far this year. Yeah. So schedule could get lighter in the second half of the season for sure. But I do think that um, they're going to be looking to get one of these. They're definitely looking to get at least one. Um, we don't. Yeah, have it could be winning. disastrous if they don't. Yeah, they, they could. need to get one. I agree. I think getting one is very important. So I'm really putting a lot of chips into the Rams, keeping that that Garland game close. Last time, uh, Garland and Kyle's faced off twice last season. Garland won both games. Both games were won. First game was won on a, a game winner yeah. by Aunt Brett. Great throw by Garland. Second one was a playoff comeback win, 1918. 
So Garland's got a little got the number on Collis right now. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how they fare on Sunday. Remember, all games at Rebels Field as always, unless told differently. Um, next game on the slate, eleven thirty. Also, will be the Ravens playing their second game of a doubleheader, which you have them losing. I have them winning against the zero and three. But we talk highly about them, the Eagles. Um, if you're the Eagles, you have to win this game. Like yeah, you ha- like you have to win this game. You've played the elite in the league, and and that, and, and you've used that as an excuse. We've used that as an excuse for you. Yes. But guess what? Now you're playing the could be worst team in the league, especially if they lose to the Dolphins and they're zero and four. They could, could be. be one of the worst teams. They're they're one of the worst teams in the league. They're yeah. one of the bottom three. This, but guess what, Eagles? So are you currently? Um, in this game, I want to see the confidence level of the Eagles rise. I feel like their confidence as a team is low right now. but it's be- And it's because you're 0-3. But like we said, you played against three of the toughest teams in the league. Um, your, your, your offense at times looks very good. Defense, honestly, I thought Eagles defense has been pretty decent all season. They forced teams to grind out drives. They forced some turnovers. Um, but if you're the Eagles, you have to win this game. It's a must-win game. You have to get your first one on the board here in Week 4. You cannot go into Week 5 at 0-4 having two doubleheaders to play. Um, this is a game where if you're Pip, use your athleticism and win the game. Is Pip definitely quarterback? I have no idea. All right. Regardless of who's quarterback, the Eagles have to win this game. Yes, correct. They're a better team. Uh, like I said, I look up and down that roster, and I just I can't believe that they are 0-3. So... Uh, if I'm going to go with a team to pick, I'm going with the Eagles this week. Yeah, I'm going to call on Matt Hughes. Hasn't played well since the Super Bowl. Wow. No, he'll tell you. He said the same. He said the same thing to me last week. You know, he texted me. He said, "He said we're just not we're just not finishing drives. We're not uh, executing our defense." And I'm like, "Listen, you play like I said. You play against three of the top teams, three of the top quarterbacks." Um, I'm calling on Matt Hughes. I want to see him. Uh, he's. I, I believe he potentially is moving to center this week from from tackle, trying to switch up some things. I think when you're zero and three. Even if you don't necessarily want to switch a lot of things, maybe just tweak a couple of things. Nothing crazy. Maybe start someone else at a different spot on defense. Just kind of get yourself a new look. Because what I'll say, one thing about Bear Down in the draft and um, making your team and whatnot, sometimes you have guys playing in the wrong spots in the beginning of the season. Like you don't know a guy, you think he'd be really good there, and then you find out he's actually better in another spot. So maybe you tweak a few things. I'm not saying I've watched the film and I know what you should be tweaking. I'm just saying that's something that maybe you want to at least think about. I agree. With all that being said, I am taking the Eagles. The Eagles have to win this game, and I have faith in Pep, especially because the second game of a doubleheader for the Ravens. The Eagles have one game this week. They're coming in, prepared, ready to go. This is a team that is always there early, shows up early, has like kind of like quote-unquote walkthroughs before games. Um, so I like their demeanor and their um, competitiveness and their fire, but I need, I need the energy at a super high level from the beginning of the game. If I'm calling out someone, I'm calling out Pip. Nice. Uh, your team is too good to be in the position they are. Correct. Uh, lead this team. Lead by example. Yes, uh, take the ball by the horns this week. You'll know what to do to move the ball offensively. Execute. Execute. So I'm, I'm calling out Pip on this one. Uh, players to watch. Yeah, give me some play- oh, uh, players on the Ravens. I mean, we already talked about them, but I'm going to say Eddie in this one. Um, this will be a game where that if the Ravens are going to win, Eddie's probably going to have to play at a pretty high level. Um, yes. And their defense is going to have to just continue playing flags. One thing I'll say about the Ravens is that one thing I'll say about the Ravens is that I don't think they do a bad job pulling flags. I know that, that it looks like um, it looked that way this week because they were playing against IB. But in weeks one and two, I thought they did a pretty good job and they weren't like uh, a team that looked bad because they just couldn't pull the flag. So 
Um, for the Ravens, I think defense, you just need to buy in. Um, Q, Shad, Markel, um, guys got to step up and play better. Eddie brought you guys into the league to be his ringers and help him win games. So it's on you guys, as well as it being on Eddie and the rest of the squad. Uh, call it Austin. Needs to be better. More sack production. Um, having a hard time pulling flags. So I need to see more out of him as well. Other than that, the I have the Ravens going 1-1 one one this week. Getting their first win. You have them falling 2-0-2. Falling 2-0-5 on the season. Would not be a great look for them. So I'm hoping they get their first win as well. I'm also hoping that all the 1-0-1 win, uh, win teams get a win this get week. Get a win. I hate, to see, I hate to see teams go 0-1. Yeah, let's make this competitive. Yep. All right, last game, and then we will get to the power rankings, and then we'll head out of here. Um, I think this is like the other game of the week. I think me versus Mikey is a game of the week, and then I would say the other game of the week that I hope everyone stays for. I know it's going to be a hotter day outside on Sunday. Um, 12.30 matchup. Probably will start around 12.45, 1 o'clock, because these games just be taking forever lately. Um, the Falcons, 3-1 and one against the Buffalo Bills, 2-2. Two and two. You want to start? Sure. Uh, to me, this is the, the game uh, that Chris Holgrief has got to take by, the bull by the horns. Uh, you want to be an elite team, you got to beat an elite team. Bills are at 2-2, two and two, they're still an elite team with, with the players that they have. Uh, you got to hang in there punch for punch. Not enough that you make this a close game, you have to win this game. 100%. So if you want to take that next step, Chris, and, and for the Falcons, you want to be that elite team, this is the game you have to win. Yep. So if I'm calling anyone out this week, I'm calling out Chris. Yeah, I think uh, I think that in this game, a lot of the Falcons' offense you've seen so far this season has been very quick hitting. Uh, a lot of I'm not gonna call them, I'm not gonna call them dump offs. I'm just gonna say Chris gets the ball fast and lets Q, lets Dewan, lets Leota kind of do their thing um, with the ball in their hands, and it's worked out pretty well. Um, one thing I wasn't really high about, and I talked about it on the recap, you only beat the Chargers twenty to fourteen. I feel like maybe you took your foot off the gas a kind little of like bit. Kind of like a brain fart end. at the end of the game. Yeah, brain fart at the end of the game saves you from having to really make a stop. Henry bells you out um, later Later after that. I just think that IB took those two losses to heart after la after two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, I should say now. Um, and he's not going to let – I don't think he's going to let something like that ever happen again. I think I think that that took a toll on their team, and they regrouped very well last week. And I'm I'm not really sure I'd want to get in front of the train. I think the train is, <laughs> I think the train is starting to leave the station. Um, I don't know. The train has left the, the station, train, the, and the, they're moving. The train left the station after a 42-0 win against the Ravens. I agree. Um, I, I, I'm going to call out um, the other offensive lineman on the Bills that isn't DeLon. So I'm calling out Dean, and I'm calling out Jake Hillwell, and potentially Matt Merola. I'm not sure who they're playing on the line. The line is a stalwart on the on the line. He'll block anyone that's in front of him. I've seen a Merle, lot of plays. Merola's league leader in sacks. Well, no, no, no. The line's on his team. No. I'm saying I'm saying I'm calling out the offensive lineman on oh on the, the opposite on team. the Bills. On the okay, Bills. No, no, I'm calling the offensive lineman on the Bills out that okay. aren't the line. Right. I'm you. saying the line, great offensive lineman can block anyone in the league. Jake Hillwell and Dean, I've seen a lot of. Um, pressure coming from the middle coming from the right side especially in this past game against the Ravens in the plays that there was pressure it came from the middle it came from the, outside, the right side so I just want to see that IB feels comfortable enough to stand in the pocket deliver throws like he's always done um, I expect him to one thing about the Falcons and I'm going to say it out loud in the podcast do not rush two rushers against IB because unlike other quarterbacks in the league he will stay in the pocket and tear you up if he's got time to throw right. um it worked against the Dolphins. It worked against Whitcock. 
It's not, not going to work against Anthony and Bimbo. Nah. Um, I think the key to beating IB is sending a lot of guys, forcing pressure, forcing him to get rid of the ball fast, not allowing him to travel in the backfield and then find open receivers, and definitely not letting him get into space and run the football. Um, those are the ways that IB kills teams, and if you make one simple mistake on your execution on defense, he's going to take full advantage of it. Expect Liam to have a big game, especially getting against Chris Hogreif, his quarterback from last season, who, 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 although threw him the ball a lot, they did not have a successful season winning-wise, so I think this is a little bit of a Liam potentially going against Chris Hogreif on the outside, too, because Chris plays some corner. Um, if I'm calling out players, I called out the linemen on the, the Bills. For the Falcons, I'm calling out Tuna. He had the big seven-sack week. He came back with zero. I, if you do, if I'll say it right now, Tuna does not sack him at least once. They have no chance of winning the game. None, no chance. But if Tuna gets two, maybe three um, sacks, forces some punts, long third downs, these are the ways to beat Ibe. Um, with all this said, I think that the Bills are a great team, and I think that Ibe is getting ready to get this win streak going and get got started last week, and I think they're about to rattle off a bunch. I think the Falcons keep it close, but I think late in the game, the Bills go up by 14 and maybe force a turnover and end up winning the game by a lot, but it's going to feel like a closer game. That's my so opinion. I'm, I'm going to look at it that way. I think okay. it's going to be the opposite way. Uh, I hate to say this. I think it's going to be another blowout. Oh, I think shit. this is a statement game for IB as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you're playing against a team that's a better record than you. It's going to be ranked higher than you. Currently, yeah. Uh, you lost to two top contenders already. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do that again. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think they're going to put up as many points as they could. Hmm. I, I think it's going to be tough for, for uh, the Falcons to stay in it. Uh, like I said, that's why I'm calling out Chris. Tell me he needs to step up. He's got to go toe-to-toe with uh Yeah, score for score, toe-for-toe. And I think Chris Hogreave needs to push the ball downfield a little bit more this week. Yeah. Um, that's probably, yeah. Um, and I think the last key for the game that I'll give for each team is for the Falcons, get ahead. Play from ahead. Play, play from ahead. Do not play from behind because you're playing from behind. You're going to lose. If you are the Bills, don't allow a early score, potentially from the Falcons, to have your heads down, your energy low. Keep the energy high. I'm going to call out Liam. Liam, you're a leader on this team. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Both, yeah. Taking, the, both taking the Bills in this one. I'll take the Bills. All right. That does it for the recap. We're going to do quick do power rankings, and then we will get out of here. We want to just talk them out? We'll just talk them out. I won't even pause it. We'll just, we'll just yeah. talk. All right. I think the Raiders are the best team in the league. Uh, can't argue with that when you beat the teams that you beat. Uh, Cowboys haven't really beat anyone that's ahead. Oh, the Falcons. Beat the Falcons. Beat the but Falcons. that's the best team they've been. I beat. I beat in Traversa. Right. Um, uh, I'm putting – I'm going top four right now are, in my opinion, Raiders, Cowboys, Patriots, Bills. I'm with you. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the top four. I don't think it's very. Yeah, uh, I, don't think I don't think there's much argument. Patriots beat the Bills. Cowboys and me are both four and zero. I have the probably better quality wins than the Cowboys. Okay, the next group is where we get it gets a little interesting. So we have sitting at two and one, the Bucks sitting at three and one, the Falcons. Those are the next two teams probably up. Falcons beat the Bucks, but I think the Bucks look better right now, and they get Chase back. So in the power rankings, I'm putting the Fal- the Bucks ahead of the Falcons. Uh, unless you think unless you think that the Rams, Dolphins, or Saints should all be ahead of either. No, no, there's a discussion between those okay. two teams. Uh, it's just that you know Falcons have played well. 
Uh, even the game they lost to uh, the Cowboys. 20-14 game. Very close good. game. So I'm not ready to drop them down that far. If they've got a game lead better than the Bucs, I'll, I'll, I'll give them the edge. I could even say the same thing for, for putting them ahead of the Bills. Ahead of the Bills. Um, yeah, I just I, I have to see the Falcons beat the Bills before I right. put them ahead of the Bills. If you're not looking at paper, you're going from the heart, you're saying, yeah, well, you know, the Bills. Yeah. But you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna roll with the standings. If standings, tell, you are what you are. Okay. And they're three and one. I'm gonna put them slightly up uh, above the Bills. So you're putting them at four. Yeah. So Falcons at four. You got Bills at five. Bucks at six. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, are you putting IB at six? I might. I might have to. See, I'm. I'm. I listen. I know that IB needs to be in the top four. Yeah. And and I, there's no argument. If you're sitting there telling me that's not, there's no argument. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But I have to go with what you are right now. If you're sitting at two and two, then you're two and two. Yeah. Then you yeah. Okay. You are what you are. So for the record, I have Raiders, Cowboys, Patriots, Bills, Bucks, Falcons. Tommy has Raiders, Cowboys, Patriots, Falcons, Bucks, Bucks Bills. Bills. IB, come talk to Tommy on Sunday before your game. All right. So those are the top six. I think we, we, we're clear the top six is the top six, whatever order you yeah. want to put it in. Yeah. Now, here are the next teams. Rams, Dolphins, Saints, all one and two. Eagles, Ravens, Chargers, all 0 and three or four. I am ranking these teams. Okay. I'm going to, like, you guys might not think this, but I'm putting... I'm going Rams, Saints, Dolphins in that order. I'm sorry. I'm going Rams, Saints, Eagles, Dolphins. Because I think if the Eagles played the Dolphins, right, the Eagles will win. So I got the Eagles at 9, Rams at 8, Saints at... Uh, no, I'm sorry. Rams at 7, Saints at 8, Eagles 9, Dolphins 10. Did I pick the Chargers or the Ravens? The Chargers don't play the Ravens this week. Uh, I have the Ravens winning a game this week. So I'm picking the Ravens to be 11th and Chargers at 12. That's mine. Interesting. See, I, I I could sit here and tell you that I think the next group is headed by the Eagles. I, I can't. But, like, but again, but I can't say that. If I just explain to you that you are what you are, correct. I can't pick the Eagles Agreed. here. I, I do feel that out of all those teams, they might be the best team there. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, I'm not, I can't pick them. All right. So, so where are you at? Rams, Dolphins, and Saints are all one and two. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Rams first. Dolphins beat the Saints, but it uh, wasn't. Saints it wasn't. Seen. It wasn't the Saints. Yeah. It was the Saints. But couple again, mid-round players. You are what you are right now, and the Dolphins beat them, so Dolphins get the better. All right, so you have Rams seven, Dolphins eight, Saints nine, Eagles ten. Uh, has, going, has to be. Has to be if you're going by record. And Ravens eleven, Chargers twelve. Unless you think the Chargers are better than the Ravens. I think Chargers are better than Ravens. All right, then he has Chargers eleven, Ravens twelve. I have Ravens eleven, Chargers twelve. Yeah. So listen, a little discrepancy. Um, Tommy is playing the you are what you are right now, and I think I think that that is listen early in the season. I think that's something that you should you gotta stand on. You are what you are. And do, I, do I think it's gonna end up this way? No, I no, no. I think I, I don't think you'll be. I don't think you'll be saying the Bills are sixth in your power rankings no, again this no. season. Um, For the same reason, I don't think the Eagles are gonna be that low either. I agree. You have the Eagles at ten right now, so. Um, yeah, that'll do it. That was a good discussion on the power rankings. I like it better when we just kind of talk it out instead of pausing it and talking it out off the pod. Good content. All right. Um, We long pod, hour 18 minutes. It is 1222. Not terrible. Thank you all for listening. If you stayed with us this long, Um, if you stay with us this long, let's, let's give a trivia question. We'll give a little answer. Trivia question is, um, 
How many wins does IB have regular season in his career? If you can, if you were, no, but you can only answer if you're not IB, you're not Justin, and you've never been on an IB led team before. That's that's the uh, I'm making it. We have to have an exact number. There's no got, over under. No, uh, no exact number. You got to give me an exact number, and you got to DM the page before Sunday's first game. And what do you win? You'll win a uh, prize to be determined later. I have not bought it yet because I just thought of this idea yeah, as get, we were. Get yeah, maybe. All right. Uh, thank you for joining us all. I appreciate everyone listening for as long as you have listened. See you at the field on Sunday. Peace.